welcome everybody to Kissing the Cod. We have a uh, guest today, Joel Freudman from True Precious Metals. Hi, Joel. Hi, Janet. Thanks for having me on the program. Oh, it's great to see you. It's been, um, we've all been a quiet a while, busy, uh, just doing what we do. And this will be the start of the the, the new season uh, once everybody's got some time to talk again. So it's great to have you here. I'm happy to be here. And actually, funnily enough, the first time I went to Newfoundland, I did get screeched in and kissed the frozen cod. So I think it's a well-named podcast. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. So you're, 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 uh, you're a Newfoundlander now. Basically, basically I've been sworn in. So. <laughs> and you were, you were just there as well. Yeah, that's right. I, I went down at the start of the month uh, in October to visit, uh, you know, our, our team in the province and also our Golden Rose project. Stayed at the camp on site. I went to a couple of target areas that I'm sure we'll get into. But really nice to kind of be back in the province. I go out there at least once a year to check in on the team. You know, also certainly see how the project's shaping up. And I think that's a, a disconnect. You know, is it's difficult for usually the execs of the company if they're not based in where the project is to get out and see it. And I'm really impressed on myself and on our CFO who also came with not only the scale of our Golden Rose project, but even just generally kind of some of the logistical issues you encounter when you're in the field in a drill program or doing some soil sampling relative to when you're sitting in the office and saying, oh, well, you know, why did things go over budget or, or can we drill this hole? And they say, oh, it's not practical. It's really instructive to actually go visit the property. It's, it's a real eye opener, even for ourselves and our own project. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 remember once going to visit projects and um they didn't have a credit card to buy fuel and really? you know just the little stuff right <laughs> like nobody thought of it so i left my credit card at, at the camp and it was like you know we'll deal with it later but yeah there's always like all um, maxed out for mary's brown's chicken fingers i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs>
junior exploration company CEO. Um, things really, I'd say, hit an inflection point at the start of 2021. And we signed a deal with Altius to get our Golden Rose project. So they optioned us this project. And that's really like the company maker asset, huge land package. It's between two gold mines. You know, these are the kind of the usual talking points when I talk about True. We did, we did a fine, we did two financings oversubscribed. ARX Brock came in as an investor. And all of a sudden, you know, between the start of 2021, when we just had this, you know, general assortment of several smaller properties to now we have a district scale property. We have TSX, let's say, Altius in our shareholder base. We have institutional financing. Um, that was a, a lot happened in the first six months of 2021 to set us up on the trajectory for where we are now. So been kind of a crazy journey. Um, you know, we've now run two drill programs. We have an exploration team based in the province, multiple execs based in the province. Uh, we've been to the site several times. We've completed additional financings. Um, it's it's not a linear career path by any stretch, nor what I initially had in mind, but it's been a fascinating journey. You know, it's been great to like meet yourself, meet a bunch of people in industry, uh, go out to Newfoundland, you know, on a, on a more re recurring basis and uh, and also just get a sense of the geological potential of the province as you know, as you would know, right, from your involvement as well, it's kind of everywhere you look, there are indicators for gold, base metals, you know, all kinds of other surprises, um, in some cases, depending on where you're talking about in the province. So it's been really interesting. I think the story continues to really only unfold. And so I'm very happy and lucky to be a part of it. So, so how does a securities lawyer end up running a junior exploration company that's that's a, a dramatic change like <laughs> i'm curious and i know it's 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 a huge asset to have that background in what you're doing um and an asset to your shareholders um but but how, what how did you make that change why um you know initially it, re it really was opportunistic of we started acquiring properties so we were setting off and we figured okay we'll bring in a, a mineral exploration ceo to replace me i was more you know versed in restructuring a public company to get us to that stage and it was really you know we signed the deal with altius and i thought okay well now i've definitely got to stay here for a bit and see it through because i sold them on you know we're going to run the company we'll do justice to the project then we started taking in financings early last year and you know the team was saying look you're, you're here already as the ceo you can't just kind of leave right after because people are putting in money on the backs of what you're telling them and kind of the, the plan and the vision you're setting out for consolidating this property package in this area and developing it. And ultimately, you know, of course, our, our real objective hit a discovery that kind of gets the share price going and allows us to build out the company uh, around exploration, but also on the corporate side. So things just kind of snowballed and you know, a number of times we just to be pretty candid, like we did say, like, well, what other executives can we add to the team? Should we replace myself? Should we add other personnel on the team who are more versed in the industry? And the approach we wound up taking is, you know, this this is my uh, my rookie journey, although at this point it's been two years. It's my background is a differentiator, I would say, in the industry, particularly relative to, you know, a lot of juniors who are run by geologists. But even in addition, you have people have more of a perhaps a broker background or that kind of thing. Mine's a bit more execution focused um, and strategy focused, I would say, based on the legal background. Uh, and so it's just kind of continued to be this interesting journey where um, I guess what it comes down to is like, I don't think our job is finished. I don't think the job I set out to start not knowing what I was getting into is not completed. Um, 
because you know we're still like we we've added people to the shareholder base we've doubled the size of the property in a year of owning it through like aggressive property m a so i still think where where the biggest thing outstanding at this point is a couple of really really strong drill holes where people say these guys are onto something and i realize there's certain terms you can and can't use you know for for securities law compliance but more we're clearly seeing indicators all over the property such that everywhere you look in kind of every different method we're finding like gold copper silver um all kinds of we didn't expect copper or silver on our property so the more we see these signs the more it tells me as a non-geologist something's going on on the property it must have some merit because we're hitting things at the surface and in drilling and then to to offset the fact that I don't have a deep background in the industry. I have some uh, experience on the legal side, but it's still more, it was less technical and more capital markets oriented. So we supplemented, you know, I wanted to build a team that everyone plays to their strengths. So what I'm good at is, you know, execution, uh, management, process, regulatory, M&A, certainly financing. But we added, for example, a CFO who she's now president and CFO. She's run junior mineral explorations before. She's done flow through financings as well as the accounting side. We've added a new uh, VP of exploration to uh, to replace our our prior VP uh, who's transitioned just to a board role now. Then you know the new VP's worked on all different kinds of deposit types. He's worked for ShareIt, like he's worked for companies with operating mines, but as early stage as early stage properties, even earlier than ours. So it's really been kind of uh, juggling. Um, how do I best fulfill my role? try and build the project and the company ultimately with the value of good shareholder return, which would really be through a discovery and or M&A. And alongside that, how do I supplement the areas I'm lacking in or, or, or the rest of our team is lacking in so we have a well-rounded organization to properly attack a property of this size with, with a limited treasury. So it's obviously there's a lot of you know balls up in the air at all times. It makes it a very fascinating job. Um, and it's really just, again, been it's been a, an interesting ride. There's definitely ups and downs as, as our shareholders have seen, as the market has seen, as our, um, you know, large institutional investors have seen. Uh, but the project continues to firm up. So that kind of keeps me interested of, well, well, what else do we have that we don't even know about on the property yet? That's simply a matter of effectively financing the company with as little dilution as possible while continuing to advance the property to see, to turn up what what appears to be you know, multiple discovery potential, especially when you look at our neighbors, Marathon Gold and Matador Mining. And, you know, they both have gold, multiple gold deposits along their property. We're right in between the two of them. If you look at our property map alone, let alone what we found, sure looks like the same kind of thesis is firming up along our property. So that's why I think, you know, maybe we're in the middle of the story. Maybe we're still early uh, and there's a lot of runway ahead. And that, I mean, that alone is enough to keep me engaged. I'm, I'm curious to find the treasure, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, what I like about what the way you've structured your company is um, I don't think geos have to run the companies, you know, that's not their strength, that, that's not their strength. And um, being married to geologists, you know, in his, in his <laughs> words, the problem with geos as CEOs is they've never met a project they don't love. So there becomes this attachment to it, you know, and you've got to, got to be a practical business approach you know, accounting, mm -hmm. legal, everything. But one thing I, I know you always say is is what's important to you is 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 we do what we say we're gonna do. We execute. And yeah. I think that's um something you should talk a little bit about because it, it's important. I think at this time we're we're seeing a really 
challenging gold market. Um, it's 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 not without its challenges and 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 hurdles. And I think the divide dividing line is going to be: Did you do what you say you did? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, you can always try and look for short-term fixes or short-term ways to get your share price up a few cents. The real the real money to be made for investors, the real value to be built in our company is successful exploration. And so, especially, you know, I guess in, I'd say in it sector wide where it's pretty easy to put out statements and not really follow through on them. I think one of our key differentiators is, you know, we're going to put out guidance, strategic plans, these kind of things, not only through interviews, like through formal press releases, we realize the market and our shareholder base is looking at these in order to not only make investment decisions, but even to just generally see like, how is the company performing? I've invested in a business, even though it's a non-revenue generating business, it's a mineral exploration business. How are these how are these people doing? Can I rely on them to execute the plan? And so coming from the legal background, which is very process driven, it's something I've had to actually work work out of as much as possible. But it's still a mindset of, okay, you have this checklist ahead of you of things that need to be done, and you gotta just kind of check them in order to advance the company. I think that's it's easier said than done, especially in mineral exploration, where you know we can control the treasury, we can control the team, um, you know, our, our budgeting. But we, we can control what exploration we do, but the real wild card is what's under the ground that no matter what, we cannot make there be results in the ground. So it, it's, a, it's an extremely um, uncertain type of business where you, you kind of have to do your best to come up with a, an approach to your project, as well as the capital markets tie into it of like, how do we finance and how do we market the company? And then you have to actually go through with it, which is the really hard part because all these logistical challenges come up in the field, which, you know, again, was evident when I went to the field and, oh, this, this looks like a great drill hole based on a geophysical anomaly. Well, unfortunately, you'd be drilling at like a 90 degree angle at the side of a cliff. So, you know, some of you say, oh, it looks so good, but like, practically speaking, you could not possibly drill there, um, I guess, without some sort of crazy apparatus, you know, like, or you have to do barge drilling over lakes or something. We have a geophysical anomaly on an island in the middle of a pond on our property. So, you know, if, if I was a geologist, I might say, let's go drill it. It looks nice. But as a, you know, as the CEO of the company, I say, we're going to have to truck or sorry, we're, you know, we're going to have to truck in a drill and then ship it over to the island and then get all the people to this island in order to drill it. Like that's not cost effective at this point when people have limited attention spans and limited patience for delivering results from the property. So, you know, part of the setting up guidance is, I guess, manage market expectations to say, look, here's what we think we're capable of. Here's what we we believe and expect we can deliver in terms of the corporate front and our exploration plans. We cannot promise results. And in any case, you're not allowed to do that. So let's at least tell people our approach. And if they like our approach to the property and management of the company, they'll buy in, whether as shareholders are following up or they may work with us as a you know, service partner or whatever. Um, and if they don't, you know, so be it, they're free to look elsewhere. But we, we want to attract people who, uh, investors and, and uh, business partners, personnel to the team, like it goes across the spectrum. We want to attract people to be associated with the company who believe in how we're approaching things. And ideally, because I don't know it all, believe it or not, can inform us and advise us, how can we do it better even than what we're currently doing? And so I think that's part of, you know, being continuously open-minded and saying we have a, we have a defined plan. We know what we want to do. And if we get some better ideas, we're happy to take those and refine the plan as we go. But at least people in the market won't be guessing, you know, won't be left scratching their heads. They'll say, I understand how this company's going about it. They're doing it right or they're doing it wrong. And here's maybe how I can help or get involved or what could be done differently. Or maybe let's just see them execute the plan because they're doing it, you know, 
as good as anybody could could take a guess at. So we want to instill some confidence in our approach. Nice, nice. So where do where do you see this going? We uh, we just put out news on October twenty fifth about tail end of the field season. Uh, you know, firming up multiple targets across the property. I mean, if you look if you look at the image, even in within this press release, there's three different areas where we have uh, high grade gold at surface, and in one case, it's in two cases. So that would be Jacob's Twin, where we drilled the summer, and Mark's Pond, which is on some option land. In both of those places, there is gold in drilling, and as a Jacob's Twin, there was also copper and silver in drilling. Mm -hmm. So again, like this is this is proof there's something under the ground. Is it economic? Is it deposit? All those kind of things. We're not there yet. Yeah. We definitely have to firm up these targets, but they're clear targets where we're not hitting all empty holes. We're actually hitting stuff, meaningful stuff, interesting stuff in the ground. Good starting point. There's another zone in the uh, in the map in our press release, and that's one of only several other developing target areas on the property. So I think you know right now is the time. Market's not great, you know. Seasonally, it's a um, strange time. Obviously, economic uncertainty. Right now, I think it's not the time to go gangbusters and try and raise money at dilutive share prices and spend you know millions across the property. We want to finish the field season on a good note. Firm up multiple target zones, maintain our treasury, and as we get into let's say realistically 2023, start to assess. We have a bunch of different areas, particularly if we already know there's something in the ground. Bunch of different areas across the property. Where we're, where we'd want to put in additional drill holes and let's probably do a multi-target drill program um, to give ourselves the best chance of expanding known zones, maybe hitting new things. And that still does, you know, the properties, I think uh, something like 269 square kilometers, like, like colossal. So there's even areas where we don't have money or time or personnel to get to mm. for six months or a year at least. So I, you know, where do I see it going is do our best to firm up, the areas we know to give ourselves a sense of like, what are we dealing with based on what's already known to us? And ideally as the markets recover or, you know, we get some sort of um, limited dilution financing initiatives, like a few things we've already done, like optioning out a property for, for some shares and cash. As we, as we run some more of those initiatives to bolster our treasury and or finance at less dilutive levels, those would be the time to even start fir firming up like a further kind of greenfield prospect list across the property there's no shortage of places to look here and there seems to be mineralization almost everywhere you look. And so it's really like continue to develop the property. And I think what we have not seen, you know, on a, on a large scale in Newfoundland yet is mergers and acquisitions activity. Although there's some, including, you know, the ones that uh, some of your companies have been involved with. So I, I continue to think that's kind of where things are going is some consolidation in the province because there's no shortage of places to look and what's, you know, there's probably too many companies not enough investor money to go around right now. Um, I think that's probably where things are going. So we want to be positioned with that by we've consolidated Golden Rose project. We have basically all the land we could possibly want. Do our best to firm it up and see what kind of interest comes in as the market starts to turn and you get more interest back into precious metals and other and other commodities. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get you gotta get past some of um, um the natural egos that uh to deal with in mergers and acquisitions it's this is something my project's always way better than yours right <laughs> that's right yeah well then and the nice thing that, that you know i right now the u.s dollar is so strong that um but i i always just say it's the prettiest horse at the glue factory and it can't last forever yes. um yeah. but but in canada it gold's holding up 
because of the uh the, the exchange rate so you're in a you're in a good place right yeah and we certainly hope to you know further advance the the copper and silver we saw in our most recent round of drilling i think that would make a nice inherent diversifier so not only would the company have multiple commodities so it's not hinged or specifically to any one commodity but also we should appeal to a broader market because they're like i know from pdoc this year people were approaching us at our booth saying you know, do you guys have copper on the property? And we said, oh, well, early stage, we haven't even shown it in drilling. You know, we subsequently have um, definitely, I believe in the macroeconomic case for gold, even if it's not today or tomorrow, I think it's probably coming. You probably think so too. And I just think some of the other commodities, those would just be, again, nice diversifiers to our property. Um, and, you know, I, I saw some stuff the other day on, I think probably Bloomberg that like precious metal sentiment is at multi-year lows, commodities, copper, like with all the China lockdowns, less demand for economic growth and, and copper. So I figured this is probably about as ugly as it gets. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, but that's why it's again, like what can we do within our control? Cause we can't control the market is ride it out cost effectively, advance the property here and there, wait for sentiment to change. Inevitably at some point it will. Um, I think that's just, you know, be prudent is the name of the game for the next little while and see how everything else shakes out. Because there's definitely enough catalyst that could, I think, cause a significant resurgence in precious metals and commodities generally. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. It's, it, it is pretty ugly out there um, in the precious metals markets and commodities, but it's, um, I don't think it's going to last. I think it's, it's funny because people, you know, when things are on sale, people would go out and buy like clothes or groceries. But when stocks are on sale, they don't want to touch it. <laughs> they only want something that's going up and hitting new highs. They usually wind up overpaying. But that's yeah. just that's just my philosophy. So, yeah, that's that's <laughs> a good point. I, I never compared it to um, to something being on sale. But you're right. I think there's just to be I clear, think people a, don't mortgage your house in our company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Joel, it's been great catching up. Um, I look forward to the news flow and seeing what's coming next and um, and and also as the as the markets change. Um, it's 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 a great place to be. You've got a safe jurisdiction there and and lots of proven um, strong mineral content. So I wish you all the best. And um, I like your I like your approach. Just do what you say you're going to do. Well, thanks, Janet. I, I, again, appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast, to, to chat with you and catch up a little bit. Uh, I'm firmly believe in our Golden Rose project. I think there's some, at least one thing there to be found, if not more. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll continue to keep the market apprised. You know, we do put out news on a semi-frequent basis uh, and people can kind of follow us and make their own call for whether they think we're as well positioned as we think we are. And you've been screeched and kissed the cod. And I've been screeched and kissed the cod. I'm as a uh, Newfoundland as, a, as it gets for someone from Toronto boy. <laughs> uh, I had someone tell me that if you don't want to kiss the cod, you can always kiss the puffin's butt. There's also puffins there. That's true. <laughs> it's very unique. It's a unique place. You know, it's, it's a great province. Great province to do business in. Great place to visit, as you know, as well. Yeah. Wonderful people, um, which is is a huge factor. Um, and people that want to work at home after having to travel to other places uh, in the mining industry. Yeah. But Joel, thank you. Um, again, uh, True Precious Metals, Joel Freudman, CEO, TRU on the TSXV. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Janet. Great to, glad to be here. See you next time, everyone. <laughs>